Fighting. Hatred. Fear. Had enough of the noise? This is a public service message to all concerned. My name is Dr. Henry Ely. I do not suffer fools. I do not suffer disrespect. I am highly intelligent. Also a little touch of ghetto. And I'm 100% about love, including tough love, whether you like it or not. So I say to you, disrespect me at your own risk, because I don't play that <laughs> All right, healers, aloha and welcome to Energetic Health Radio, folks. It is so good to be here with you this wonderful Saturday or Sunday. If you're listening to the Encore or on any day of the week where you might be listening in, I want to say thank you so, so much for listening. And what's up to my young healers out there? Can't wait to see y'all up at energetichealthinstitute.org, learning how to become the best version that you can be. As you may know by now, I'm your host, Dr. H, and on Energetic Health Radio, we'll talk about anything and everything we want, and of course, most things in between. So buckle up, because the ride might get a little bumpy, and we're going to have some adult conversations, all the conversations they don't want us to have. Healers, I'm going to let you know right now, I'm going to say what I want to say because I want you out there saying what you want to say too. We have been tiptoeing around. We've been walking on eggshells enough last four years. If it was going to work, it would have worked by now, but I only see things getting worse. How about you? So maybe we need to flip the script a little bit and start talking from our hearts instead of from some ridiculous political correctness that we've been indoctrinated to believe. Can I get an amen? I like hearing that. All right. Well, let's make sure it's about love, logic, and light, and always never worried about any of it because we are not intending to be offensive, right? And that's what it comes down to. Good people with good hearts, and that's what this is all about. So if you're done being polite like I am, if you're done catering to the minions of evil and ignorance like I am, and if you're ready to replace all of that with some real talk, then this is definitely the radio show for you. And we welcome you aboard. Remember to tell all your freedom fans they can join us live on America Out Loud Talk Radio Network and via recorded podcast at AmericaOutloud.com. And also on the iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora networks, just download the America Out Loud phone app for Apple, Android, or Alexa and listen in wherever and whenever you may be. Energetic Health Radio is sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people just like you, people who are ready to stop being patients and start being students of the medicine God intended for us all. Remember, healers, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So learn how at EnergeticHealthInstitute.org. Holistic nutrition. Yeah, we got that. Fasting. Yeah, we got that. Detoxification. Yeah, we got that. Articellular healing. Yeah, we got that. And so much more, baby. Join the EHI family and let's make tomorrow amazing for all of us starting today. EnergeticHealthInstitute.org. 
Energetic Health Radio is also sponsored by GlobalHealing.com, simply the finest, most potent, most effective natural medicines in the world today. Feel the difference integrity and love for medicine making can make for you. Go to GlobalHealing.com and a promo code OUTLOUD and discover the medicine God intended for us all. And make sure when you go there, you check out Dr. Artis's foreign protein cleanse. You check out my ultimate cellular health. You check out their vitamin C, which is so delicious. I can't get enough of it. I just ordered some more of it myself. And we hope you do too. Healers, we got a great, great show for you today. You know, I'm really, really getting into, I'm starting to feel like I've had more than enough of the nonsense, you know, and I've already, I I was there. I don't know about you, but I was there really early on. I'd had plenty of the nonsense I'd had by April of 2020. I'd had my fill, but, um, I'm really there now, you know, and I'm, I'm there. I have to put out public service announcements and things like that messages and just reminding people it's like, yeah, you know what? I might not do everything you want me to do. And uh, I'm not going to. So if you like what I'm doing, I appreciate it. I hope I'm being inspirational. I hope I'm bringing you some information that can really help you and your loved ones, because that's what it's all about. It's not about me personally. It's about what I'm saying, what I'm giving. You know, what are you getting? Right. But if you letting me, my personality, maybe I drop a profanity here and there. If you letting that get in the way of what I'm actually saying that I feel sorry for you, honestly. I mean, if we believe in freedom, we got to let people be who and what they are, whether we agree with them or not. And we got to be discerning and figuring out what are they bringing to the table? Is it, you know, what are they saying? Is there a gem somewhere in there? I may not agree with everything everybody says. In fact, I don't know that there's ever been a human on the planet that I agree with everything they say. And, you know, reality check there. I don't agree with my older self. There are things I used to say and believe in five, 10, years ago, especially 15, 20 years ago that I'm like, wow, that was a stupid kid saying stupid things. But, you know, I I don't know where we came up with this ridiculous idea. We let the propaganda get into us where I have to agree with everything everybody says in order to like them. No, I don't. I can admire their courage. I can admire their grace. I can admire how they are eloquent in what they say. I can admire their veracity. I can admire their in-your-faceness. I can admire their toughness and their resolve. There's so many good things that you can admire about somebody and like them for the things that you like them for while also letting them be the person that they want to be, right? You know, I'm, I'm not offended by people who have different opinions than I do. I'm not offended by that stuff. I'm not even offended by people who take shots at me. You know, one of the, the most like lazy shots that people take at me all the time. Oh, you're not a real doctor. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm not? Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's news to me. That's news to my diploma. That's news to my licensing. That's news to what people have been calling me all these years. That's news to all of my publications that say I am. That's news to all of it. You know, because it's, it's just people being like, oh, well, if you're not a cult of Asclepius member, if you're not a white coat, if you don't worship the snake and the stick, if you don't, you know, worship venom, as a potential therapeutic, then you're not a real doctor. I'm like, are you even hearing yourself? Are you even hearing the stupidity that's coming out of your mouth? Because it is epic. You know, I mean, just when you think people are kind of waking up and stuff like that, you get hit with a whole new tidal wave of stupidity. 
And of course, it's there trying to get under your skin. And it's like, of course, it's there because they think, oh, you're somebody now and you can't say something back to me. I'm like, sweetheart, did you check my message? I am ghetto. All right. I got that in me. That's not going anywhere. I like that about me. I'm not letting go of that stuff. So if you start clapping at me, I'm going to start clapping back at you. That's just how I roll. Now, it just so happens last week, Dr. Anna Malacia started clapping at us. And when I say us, I'm talking about Dr. Brian Artis, Dr. Ed Group, Dr. Janice Schmidt, you know, my family. They started, she started clapping on one of her substacks. She gets on talking about ibuprofen and not ibuprofen. What's she talking about? Uh, budesonide. She had taken a bottle of budesonide. She wanted to assert that there were quantum dots in it. And I was like, okay, you know, somebody had sent me her thing. I've been reading a few of her things. You know, Ed's been talking to her behind the scenes, things like that. You know, I went and checked out her, her curricula vitae, her CV that she has published. And I was looking around for, you know, what's her background in nutrition? She talks a lot about it, but you know, what's her background? Couldn't find any, you know, that's always a red flag for me when I got all these white coats now knowing like they acting like they know all kind of nutrition, everything, you know, you, you know, you've heard that from me, right? You know, you have heard from me that I've had enough of people with no background in nutrition selling supplements, that people with no background in nutrition talking about nutrition, people with no background in natural medicine acting like it's so easy to pick up. They can pick it up while dealing with the worst crime against human history, you know, a crime, it should say in human history, that while they're dealing with all this data coming in and all these research papers and all of their speaking engagements and all the nonsense that, that we got to do to try to hold the line here, that they're somehow going to pick up on something that's taken me and Dr. Artis and Dr. Group and Dr. Schmidt over 25 years each to feel like we're kind of getting good at this stuff. But y'all just going to y'all so smart. I'm so stupid. Y'all so smart. You can pick it up on the fly with no education, no background training. You can put together some supplements and do the formulations and understand the intense biochemistry and everything that's going on at the cell level. Right. I just must be a moron because it took me 25 years to feel like I'm even starting to understand it. Do You understand what I'm getting at? Right. There's some ridiculousness going on. So. Anyway, Dr. Anna started started clapping. She started clapping on Dr. Artis and Dr. Group and and making it really obvious that she was completely misrepresenting our work, that she hadn't paid attention to any of our work, let alone giving it any credence. You know, I got to deal with that with Paul Merrick and Pierre Corey all the damn time, stealing my team's work, acting like they came up with it. You know, they just did that. Paul Merrick earlier this year published a paper talking about um uh, the importance of methylation, you know, with respect to, uh, with respect to people recovering. I'm like, yeah, dude, I've just been talking about that from, you know, 2021, you know, when all this stuff was going down because I was the first person to figure that out. Thanks to the great help of Dr. Judy Mikovits, who I was consulting with on it. I mean, you know, it's what's so hard about just giving people their due. I don't need the credit. I don't even really, I don't need it at all. But I'm not here to let you steal. I'm not here to let you talk mess about my people and my team. You want to start clapping? All right, I'll clap back on you. I, I got time. I will make time for you if you want to do that. Like I said, public service message. I can be a little ghetto. You want to do that? Let's do it. 
You know, you want to get down like that? Let's get down like that. I challenge all these cats to a, a public debate. Anybody that wants to dance with me, let's get it on. You want to get it? You want to get it on? Let's get it on. We can put some Marvin Gaye on in the background. Let's get it on. OK, so that's a public challenge I'm throwing out there right now. Pierre Corey, Paul Merrick, anytime, anywhere, homies, anytime, anywhere y'all want to do a public debate, we can do it. We can charge for it. And every penny can go to charity. Every penny can go to support the recovering. We have a whole fund at the school set up for it. We can create an independent person to do it. I will debate y'all on anything you want. We can go head up. Maybe at the end of it, who knows? Maybe we actually like each other. You know, because that's what's happened to me. You know, you start getting into it with somebody, you start getting a little respect for them when they when they want to get into it with you. You know, I'm OK with that. I, I can roll like that. You know, Dr. Anna, same thing. Same thing, sis. Anytime you want to get it on, anytime you want to debate what's going on, let's do it. I have put it on the line for four years. I'm one of the few people that has a case in process. I'm one of the few people that works every day with the recovering, severely injured. I'm one of the few people that's on that front line doing everything I can to help make a difference in the world. You want to take a shot at me? You want to take a shot at my family? You want to take a shot at anything we doing? Just make it public. Put up for a public debate. Let's do it. We in. Right? I had to I couldn't believe this, y'all. We supposed to be in this really gratitude week. I got to clap back on Dr. Anna on her Substack to check her on all of the misrepresentations that she did of this work that we've put together selflessly over the years. And you know what, how it should be? Because I know some of y'all are like, Dr. H, I don't like hearing this. Yeah, I know you don't like hearing this. That's why we need to talk about it. I don't like, I don't like saying it. But what you want me to do, just wear it? How are we going to build a better world if we're not willing to have these conversations? How are we going to build a better world if we're not willing to be uncomfortable sometimes to create something that's comfortable and lasting? How are we going to get there if we tiptoe around everybody and their little peculiarities? How are we going to get there if we are not willing to say what's in our hearts out of fear for being offensive to someone? Yet we're going to let those same people be offensive to us? We're going to let those same people start clapping at us and we're not going to clap back. I mean, we got to get all the way up the food chain to the Fauci's of the world. And he's just a puppet, really. We got to get all the way up the food chain to the Gateses of the world. That's how far we got to go. They are light years ahead of us and racing forward every single day. We got a long journey ahead of us and we sitting here stuck in neutral because we aren't willing to have an honest adult conversation about how we feel. We aren't willing to defend our own sanctity. We're not willing to defend our own honor. We're not willing to say, okay, call me on the carpet. Let's make it public. We're not willing to do that, but we're fighting for freedom. I'm confused. I'm really confused. You see, I got in this to win. I do everything I do and I make all the sacrifices I do. And I've lost so much along the way because the win is important because all that matters is the win. And I don't know if everybody has in their heads, in their hearts, in their vision of what that win looks like, but I do. I see a world where people aren't afraid to say what's in their hearts to each other. 
I see a world where it isn't about what's in our skin tone or in our bedroom or in our age or whatever you have you, all these ways that they try to separate us, divide us and conquer. But what's really about is the content of our character, which means what's in your heart. I see a world like that. I see a world of people eating and growing organic food. I see a world where the water is clean and we don't have to go through immense processes just to purify it before we can imprint it with our own intention. I see a world of blue skies where the clouds don't look so crazy because they've been doing all kind of crazy chemtrails in the sky. I see a world where vaccines do not exist anymore because people, we have all figured it out that this is the most corrupt industry in the world and they've been corrupt since 1986, if not far before. I see a world where life sciences actually means life sciences and not what we can create in a lab because we see ourselves as little demigods in white coats. I see a world where children are actually taught critical thinking and how to take care of their amazing bodies and given the tools to explore the beauty and wonders of this magical world that we've been given by God. I see a world where we have happiness and joy reigning and we actually measure the quality of our life based upon that happiness and joy instead of these imaginary numbers that are associated with our name. No. Our number that we are assigned called a social security number. I see a world where we truly are in love, in love with everything that life has to offer. And I'm not talking about the, I'm not talking about the hedonism. That's ridiculous. I mean, I get it when you're a teenager, when you're in your young 20s and all that stuff. I get it. But I mean, most people learn quickly that. If you do get involved in that kind of lifestyle, the the rewards are minimal at best, and they come nowhere close to the injuries that incur. Like there is nothing greater than being in love with someone. There's nothing greater than having that one special person you can hold and that can hold you. Right. Even if it's only for a brief moment in time in your life to know that it exists and that it did happen and it's possible to happen again. And that maybe something great can come from it where you do want to work on building something that is sustainable that we call a family. And that you know that the person you're with is going to be there with you no matter what, even if you hit a rough patch and it gets a little bumpy. Well, how are we going to get there if we are too afraid to speak truth? How are we going to get there if we are going to let people offend us and not clap back? How are we going to get there if we don't give people an opportunity to learn how to pause their thoughts before they express them? You see, when I check somebody, I check them hard. I check them hard so that they have a memory of being checked. And what I've done is a service to the world. People may, you may not look at it like that, but it's the truth. I've done a service to the world. The next time that person underestimates someone, they're going to have a moment of pause before they speak it. And that moment of pause is going to help them become a better person and save them from potentially a disastrous situation. You understand what I'm getting at? We got to stop making monsters in this world. And one of the things that I have really observed over the last four years 
is how our politeness, our unwillingness to engage, yeah, it's unpleasant. I like to fight, but it's unpleasant. One of the things I've observed has been that they have been using not only fear against us, but many of us aren't afraid anymore. They've been using our kindness against us as well. And that's where we have to have some honest conversations with ourselves. Yeah, it might be unpleasant, but it might be necessary. It might be unpleasant to have some tough love come to the scene, but it also might be necessary. And I'm going to tell you a little secret healers. I'm there now and I'm going to live there until we win. I don't need to be liked, but I appreciate when I am. I don't need to be loved, but I really, really appreciate when I am. What I need more than anything else is for us to win. And the only way I know how to do that is by honoring the four opportunities that God gave me on January 5th, 2022 to share with you. Speak truth. Take no offense. Be selfless. And remain humble. Something I just read from Judge Marco Hernandez in his ruling late last year. I'm going to read you some stuff and we're going to chop this decision in half because this is why I was. Listen, let me tell you something. Okay. Everything that is supposed to happen is going to happen. It's under God's divine design. We were supposed to get Judge Hernandez. This was supposed to go to appeals. And it's likely going to wind up in the Supreme Court at some point. That's how big of a case this really is. It's supposed to happen where people don't believe in it. It's supposed to happen where people aren't supporting it, even though I can't figure it out because I'm supporting everybody that's doing something positive. I love what Brooke is doing. I love what Warner is doing, Warner, Warner Mendenhall. I love what so many people are starting to do and create this creative pressure on the legal system. And it's so obvious that these judges keep doing everything they can to throw cases out on lack of standing. We're going to talk about that in this. I want you to understand where we're at, what we have to do and why the work we have to do is so demanding. We don't have time to concern ourselves with the feelings of sheep. If you have decided after these four years that you are a sheep, then you're going to be a sheep and I'm going to hope and do everything I can to make sure you don't get slaughtered by those evil people and figure out that you actually a lion under there. I'm going to do everything I can to help with that process, because really, if you're an American, you ain't a sheep. But I do ask people to conduct it with integrity and without fear. That's that key when you can live that life without fear where you know you've moved away from any semblance of what could be considered a sheep. So we write back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. Spike proteins help viruses enter into your cells, disrupting your health and your well-being. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body of spike proteins, which allows your body to repair from within, supporting your immune and respiratory systems, and regulating your inflammatory response. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, 
Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. All right, aloha healers and welcome, welcome, welcome back. Let's go ahead and get into it. I want to talk about this thing because like many of y'all know, and I've I'm purposely been talking about this all month. December 5th is the day. Three years, three years. Me, Senator Dennis Linthicum, Senator Kim Thatcher, Steve Jonkis, and my incredible team, Keith Wilkins, John Baldwin, Albert Benavides. Kelly, Mordecai, Judge Nally, I mean, Brian O'Shea. I mean, we can keep on going down the line, folks. We're talking the best of the best. Just while everybody's, you know, doing whatever people have been doing the last years, we've been working. We've been working for you. We've been working for freedom. We've been working because we love our country. We have been working, working, working. You understand? Other people talk. We do. Now, we've been at it. We knew there were going to be a lot of bumps in the road. We knew we had to get something started and we decided to work top down. We are hoping that people are seeing what we're doing and that we're still in this fight. A lot of folks have come and gone. We have been hilariously underfunded, but we decided that they weren't going to outwork us. And that's why we're still in this fight. And we're going to be in this fight until we win. That's the promise. There is no other solution. There is no other alternative. There is no, well, we gave it a good shot. Nope. There is victory or nothing. That's how this works. And when you've made that type of eternal commitment before God, when you have accepted that as your ethos, it makes it very easy to find other people who have that same ethos. And that's what this team is made up of. Just great, great people. So we're in the prep mode now. We got December 5th coming and is I've been telling the whole team it's time to lock in. We wanted to get through Thanksgiving. This is the day after Thanksgiving. Them red beans and crispy rice that I had, y'all, was on point. It was so good. I made some red beans. They were good. Ooh, and we used crispy rice this first time. Oh, my goodness. Mm, that's a whole nother show. I hope you had a delicious, nutritious loving and laughter filled Thanksgiving, wherever you might be. I hope you did. Now it's time to lock in. We got from today, the 24th till the 5th. That gives us roughly 11 days to finish up something we've been working on. We work on this stuff all the time. It's constant. So it's not like, oh my God, we only have 11 days to figure out what we're going to say in 15 minutes. No. See, this is how it works. The first judge that we went to, Judge Marco Hernandez, dismissed our motion. I'm going to show, I'm going to tell you some stuff 
that show how much of a travesty that was. Just an absolute travesty of justice that that was. But that's why we appealed. And now we finally, after three years of being at this, three long years, more than three years, really when you get down to it, man, I've been at this since March 12th of 2020. So I'm coming up on my four year anniversary of this nonsense. Okay. And I'm talking working like a dog every day. And I'm not talking one of them dogs that gets to get put around in cars. I'm talking about one of them Alaskan sleep outside, you know, sled dogs. I've been working like one of them every single day for four years. Okay. That's just real talk. But we get to this place. We get to this place where after four years, close to four years, all this time, all this energy, all these ups and downs and you know you know you got them and arguments and, and going back and forth at it we finally get 15 minutes 15 minutes to where i promise the most important the most explosive 15 minutes in u.s history are about to happen on december 5th now i'm not I'm not alluding to some extra thing you said the word explosive you know he's alluding no don't even go there. What I'm talking about is undeniable truth being spoken in front of people that will have to decide if they are going to be about their oath and what God has put forth, or if they are going to be arbiters of evil, that there can be no middle ground in how we are going to lay this out. And that you will know by their decisions who exactly they are. Who do they work for? Do you work for God or do you work for Lucifer? Do you work for God or do you work for the agents of evil so rampant in this country who feel like they got their hands on the steering wheel right now? Who do you work for? Well, I'm going to ask you to figure out who Judge Marco Hernandez works for. I'm going to read some of the stuff that he did over the next over this segment and the next segment. I want you to get up to speed on where we are because this is what we're appealing. Now, when I first got in, right, when I first got into all this, you know, you know, there's no promises and, you know, you, you, you just get in and you know certain things and all that. You just accept them, right? You, you really do. You, you really just accept them. But you never surrender your hope. And that's the that's the real big thing. And that's the challenging thing when you go through all of this is how to not surrender hope. Hope needs to spring eternal. Mm, excuse me. But I want to read some stuff to you right here. I want to read some stuff to you right now. Coming from Judge Marco Hernandez, motion to dismiss uh, that he granted on November 16th, so over a little over a year ago. Uh, he uh, entered on 11-16-2022. Page one, he says, quote, the federal government has developed and changed various programs and policies as new information emerges about the novel coronavirus. As with all major policy decisions, the government's response has generated controversy. This case is but one example. So what he's saying is, yeah, this is common just because you don't agree with something the government did. You, you can't complain. You can't want them investigated. And I'm like, 
So he's trying to give them a free pass right now. He's he's coming at you with this whole amnesty. They did the best they could under the circumstances kind of nonsense, right? This is like, it's like, are you even listening to yourself, Your Honor? Honestly, are you even listening to yourself? This is absurd. This is insulting. This is This is beneath what our judicial system is supposed to be. My response is very simple. Sure, change must happen as things evolve. Nobody's denying. But change must be within the constraint of the laws that the CDC, NVSS, and HHS have clearly broken. You can't give them a free pass by saying that the government's response has generated controversy. That's not the issue that we placed before you. The issue we placed before you was, is there significant public interest for you to get this information to a grand jury. Well, we got over 300,000 people who say, Americans who say, yes, there is interest for us. We have constituents from two elected senatorial districts. We have two senators on this case. There is significant public interest. And that's your only ruling under according to federal rule of, of civil procedure six. Is there public interest for me to get this information to a grand jury for them to investigate it because a grand jury has the power to determine their own jurisdiction. That's why they exist, to hold potential corruption to investigations and if found to be substantiated during that investigation, hold those actors, those criminals to account via presentments and indictments. That's how it's supposed to work. You see, the scope and extraordinary nature of the criminal data fraud, which we found, and the subsequent theft of now $4.5 trillion in U.S. taxpayer monies. That's $4.5 trillion that could have been used to create new jobs here in this country, could have been used to create new infrastructure in this country, could have been used to actually create critical thinking level education in this country, could have been used to subsidize organic foods in this country, could have been used to actually subsidize natural medicine, which actually works in this country. That it was also put together with rampant willful misconduct, which nullifies the protections of the 1986 National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act and PrEP Act, in my opinion, necessitates a grand jury investigation, Your Honor. And it's the reason for our prayer for relief. Not we're just some upset citizens that we don't like a policy the government created. The policies were based upon fraudulent data. At no time does Judge Hernandez address the substance of our grand jury petition, which is 63 pages long with a thousand pages of evidence. Don't just dismiss it like, oh, well, you're disagreeing with their policy. No, we're telling you that their policy is based upon criminal data fraud, dude. He goes on to say, quote, a challenge to Article three standing is appropriately raised by the opposing counsel pursuant to Rule 12b-1. And then he cites a couple of cases and things like that because that's what they like to do. If they don't have federal statutes that can support them, they go to case law. And then in case law, you'll find stuff that supports and you'll find stuff that contradicts. But 
what he's doing is putting another judge's opinion of a case that has no relevance to this one because what we are doing has never been attempted before. He is trying to apply that citation to justify his position in saying that you don't have standing. The very thing we've been hearing all over the country. You don't have standing. You don't have standing. You don't have standing. That's the biggest cop out. That's the biggest coward. That's the biggest act of cowards. Any judge, any judge on these COVID issues anywhere in the country that is using lack of standing as their get out of my court free card so they don't have to rule on this is complicit. You're a coward and you're complicit. You are a coward and you are complicit in this treason. Now, what he's saying is that the, we don't have subject matter jurisdiction, or at least the court doesn't in this case. That's what 12B1 says. But that's the thing about it. You see, his job, which he misrepresents, he thinks his job is to act as a gatekeeper to prevent information getting to a grand jury for them to determine their own jurisdiction and investigate. You see, the thing about a grand jury is that it's made up of people just like me and you. It's made up of regular folks. And the power the grand jury has is to seek its own jurisdiction so that it can go and look wherever it needs to look during an investigation because a grand jury is charged with finding the truth. A true presentment make. What they are charged with doing, and they take an oath, every single grand juror takes an oath when they are in that time period of service. They take an oath to make sure that they get to the truth, which means that their investigation can be done for two reasons. Their investigation can be done because there is a substantiated allegation of criminal activity and they're there to confirm that there is criminal activity or number two to confirm that nothing has been done wrong because the grand jury has that power as well. That's why we've been asking for an investigation, not a prosecution. And that's a very important distinction in this case. You see, we as citizens, according to the laws of our country, do not have the right to seek a prosecution. That's left to the authority of a prosecutor, an attorney, or the courts. That's fine. Okay, I don't agree with that, but that's fine. What we do have a right and a duty to is to seek investigation. And if that investigation done by a grand jury, because that's their function, confirms that the allegations of criminal activity are indeed true, they return an indictment or a presentment. An indictment or a presentment then goes back to the attorney's. An attorney can actually decide, if you can believe this, can actually decide after getting an indictment from a grand jury, an indictment meaning, hey, we really think there's a lot here, this person's guilty, and a prosecutor can still at that point, believe it or not, decide to not prosecute. That's what's so crazy. I'm going to tell you a story about that when we come back right after these messages. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. 
in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. All right, healers, welcome, welcome back. Let's get into this a little bit more, okay? So Judge Hernandez goes on. I am explicitly not referring to him as the Honorable Marco Hernandez because he has lost that in my eyes. Honor is doing your duty. He did not do that here. He goes on to say, as he's telling us why he's granting the opposing counsel's motion to dismiss, he goes on to say, a plaintiff must show three elements to establish standing. First is an injury in fact, an invasion of legal protected interest of a legally protected interest, which is a concrete and particularized and B, actual or imminent, not conjectural or hypothetical. All right. Nice word salad right there. Second, that injury must be fairly traceable to the challenged action of the defendant and not the result of independent action of some third party not before the court. Third, it must be likely as opposed to merely speculative that the injury will be redressed by favorable decision. Okay. Well, our injury, in fact, is that our civil liberties were restricted based upon fraudulent data. Any restriction unlawfully of civil liberties, meaning I didn't break any law and I was told I could not leave my house, that is a violation of my contractual agreement called the United States Constitution. And that means that you have abridged my right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The Supreme Court has already multiple times confirmed that that is an injury in fact and creates standing. That is overreach by the government. That is an injury in fact, particularly when that injury is based upon fraudulent data. Number two, fairly traceable to the challenged action of the defendant. Okay. Well, you know, the challenge action of the defendant is to defraud the American taxpayer and prevent the respondents, two of which are elected officials under oath to serve their electorate, from informing a grand jury of substantiated allegations of criminal violations and criminal activities definitively within the public interest of the electorate they serve. So what does that all say? Because that's a word salad, too. It says that, yes, people throughout the country were injured by this because they were told that they could not be free under the contract that is the Constitution of the United States to pursue life, liberty, and happiness based upon fraudulent data that was put out by these people that we named for primary investigation. 
If that fraudulent data doesn't exist, there is no policy. And if there is no policy, then there is no injury. So it is directly traceable. There's your second part of standing. Third part of standing, injury redressed by a favorable decision. Every grand juror takes the same oath to, I do swear that you will diligently inquire and true presentment make of such articles, matters, and things as shall be given to you in charge or otherwise come to your knowledge. This is the oath the grand juror takes. What does it mean? It means that they are going to investigate whatever comes before them, if only to prove that it is not worth any further investigation, and which point they would issue a no bill, meaning that there's nothing here, because they can do that too. Grand juries have both a sword, indictments, and a shield, no bill function. They can do both, and they're supposed to do both. Judge Hernandez goes on to say, the Supreme Court has repeatedly held that a private citizen lacks a judicially cognizable interest in the prosecution or non-prosecution of another. This means that a citizen lacks standing to contest the policies of the prosecuting authority when he himself is neither prosecuted nor threatened with prosecution. We were very explicit. Petitioners do not, and this is a quote from our original petition, petitioners do not seek to compel the U.S. attorney to investigate or prosecute the named defendants without presentments found by the grand jury following their formal investigation of allegations presented herein. What are we saying? We're not asking for prosecution, dude. We are demanding investigation into what we found. He is charged, Judge Hernandez, with one thought to decide whether or not to move forward with this. Is there public interest? If there is public interest, which there obviously is, then he just needs to turn this over to a grand jury and get out of the way. He failed in that simple duty because he took it upon himself to say, I am the gatekeeper and decide what goes before a grand jury and what doesn't. It's not how it works, dude. He goes on to say, their petition seeks to override federal, federal prosecutors' exercise of judgment that plaintiff's evidence should not be presented to a grand jury. Plaintiffs state that they presented their information to all U.S. attorneys and the Department of Justice, and none of these prosecutors decided to present it to a grand jury. He says, quote, so long as the prosecutor has probable cause to believe that the accused committed an offense defined by statute, the decision whether or not to prosecute on what charge to file or bring before a grand jury generally rests entirely with his or her discretion. It's quoting a citing a case, uh, Bordenkircher v. Hayes. Well, Judge Hernandez, again, you assert prosecutorial discretion with and ignore the law, the federal law, which supersedes the case law. 18 U.S.C. 3332, which expresses explicitly that a prosecutor shall get information to a grand jury upon request, request that was made by two elected officials to both the Department of Justice and a prosecutor by the name of Scott Asfog. In addition, I requested of every U.S. attorney in the country and the Department of Justice to get this information before a grand jury for investigation. It was not done. And so the 
Department of Justice and attorneys are acting as gatekeepers when there is no constitutional authority for them to do so and no authority for them to do so granted by the legislative branch of our country at any point in time in our history. They're basically saying, we have power that we don't have, and we're going to use it. And we are going to make sure we act as gatekeepers to prevent this information from getting to a grand jury, because I can tell you this information, once it gets to a grand jury, that's all she wrote for these cats. It's over. There are things you can't unsee. And data fraud, criminal data fraud, from the outset and collusion between the CDC, the NVSS, the HHS, in order to rape the American taxpayers out of $4.5 trillion, and some studies from Harvard show upwards of $16 trillion. Number one, that's a public interest. And number two, that deserves an investigation, a full investigation by an independent body, which we have in this country called a grand jury. Doesn't matter whether it's county, doesn't matter whether it's state, doesn't matter whether it's federal. We're going after the federal. We want people going after county. And of course, Mark Mike Zarzano helped get two grand juries started in Florida as a state level. So this is the path, but we have to be adamant about it. And like I said earlier, unapologetic, and I don't care about being polite. I'm not here for a popularity contest. I'm not here to go, you know, if I'd have been a little bit nicer, maybe the judge would have done this. No, I'm here to say, this is your duty. I know the law. I know my rights. And you are going to do this or you are going to recuse yourself. That's how this works. We're not here to talk about your feelings or my feelings. We're here to obey the laws of this great nation, because if we do not obey those laws, we no longer have a great nation. I think that's something we've all been seeing very, very clearly. He goes on to say some other things here, you know, um, talking about rule six and then rule seven. What he keeps doing is he keeps creating straw men arguments that we have been requesting prosecution when we explicitly stated that this was not something we were requesting, that we were only requesting investigation by a grand jury, that to request a prosecution is something we know we do not have the authority to do under the laws of this country. So how interesting is it that this dude keeps creating a straw man and insinuating and actually saying that we are requesting prosecution when we explicitly said we are not. How many times do we, the petitioners, myself, Senator Linthicum, Senator Thatcher, have to explicitly state we seek investigation by a grand jury, not prosecution, before a ruling party such as Judge Hernandez will actually rule on the merits of our filing rather than what they want the filing to be so they can easily kick it out of their courtroom. I don't know. It's like how many licks to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop right there, right? Hopefully it's less than three. Because it's been a, well, we've already over three. What he goes on to say, which is just absurd, is that plaintiffs, this is his quote, plaintiffs, plaintiffs lack a judicially cognizable interest in pursuing the relief they seek. Really? I'm, I have no interest in making sure that criminals who have murdered millions go to jail. 
or at least get investigated before they go to jail. I have no interest in that. You see, they're telling you, you don't have any way to participate in your governance outside of acting like you were in a election, a fair election and, and casting a vote that they're not going to count anyway. Right. Yeah. I'm still going to vote, but I mean, how hard would it be for elections just to be all on paper and all counted in the same day, right? He goes on to say, so the petition clause provides no protection for the request and no basis to grant it. We use the First Amendment petition clause as an argument saying we have a right to petition for redress of grievances. And he's saying that it provides no protection for our request and there's no basis to grant it. He's telling us that we do not have our First Amendment rights in his court. Plaintiffs have no standing to seek the investigation or prosecution of defendants. Well, he didn't prove that we had no standing to seek investigation. He only proved that we had no standing to seek prosecution. But he's grouping those two things together now, even though he didn't mention investigation at all. He only talked about prosecution. You see how they do it? They're being slick, or at least thinks he's being slick. If this is true, what he's saying, that means we don't have as people, even even elected officials, there's no means to investigate criminal acts within the government. There's no avenue vehicle process that we can engage when we know crimes have been committed to make sure that criminals get investigated. We have to wait for the criminals to investigate themselves. That's what he's saying. That our only hope is a, Chris, is a criminal gains a conscience and investigates him or herself. Turns him or herself in, you know, I've been living a life stealing, you know, millions and millions of dollars for myself, living it up for profit and, uh, and killing kids for profit. I, 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 but now, you know what? I want to I want to turn over a new leaf. Get out of here, man. What are you talking about? This is the kind of stuff we got to wade through. You see, you got to be persistent. You got to deal with this. These are going to come up, right? I'm going to leave you with the one that took the cake here. So. The opposing counsel starts out as Scott Asfog, who we had engaged previously. He he has appointed opposing counsel early on. 17 days later, after he has signed this case, the Department of Justice tells him that they want him in another country. They moved him from Oregon all the way to Nairobi, Kenya, for some reason. I, I still don't understand how you get from Oregon to Nairobi, Kenya, 17 days after you are put on this case as the lead attorney, right? And Justice Department of Justice is going to defend these criminals with taxpayer money. So they assign a new attorney and she requests 60-day extension, which is fair, was granted to her. The 60-day extension expires. So now she's late. And when you're late, you are supposed to lose the case. It's supposed to be a default judgment in favor of the opposing party. Why? You didn't file in time. That's how it works. And you better come up with a special reason why for the courts to consider to vacate that default judgment. But it's supposed to be a default judgment. The excuse that the opposing counsel gave was that her dog was sick. You know, the judge didn't ask her to prove it, didn't ask her to submit any documents proving it, showing that she had to take him to an emergency medical treatment. And 
Of course, that doesn't explain the 60 days you had prior to get all of your ducks in a row, so to speak, and file on time. You understand what I'm getting at here? This is favoritism for opposing counsel, and this is prejudice against us. Judge Hernandez says, in granting her more time than she even requested, Judge Hernandez says, the plaintiffs applied for entry of default on August 27, 2022, the day after defendant's response for the petition was due. Uh, defendants filed their motion to dismiss the petition on August 28, 2022. Thus, defendants were two days late in responding to plaintiff's petition. In opposing entry of default, counsel, defense counsel states that the delay was due to a medical emergency for her dog. He let that fly. Can you believe that? Judge Hernandez allowed my dog was sick to justify opposing counsel from the Department of Justice being late filing their motion to dismiss and then accepted everything that they said in their motion to dismiss, which had nothing to do with this case and just created the straw man argument of prosecution, which we weren't requesting. That's why we appealed. And that's where we are today. This will not stand. Straight up. It will not stand. And that's what December 5th is all about. Making sure we, on behalf of the American people, get the clear evidence of criminal data fraud and willful misconduct before a grand jury so a grand jury can decide its own jurisdiction as it's supposed to do and investigate the greatest crime in human history, or at least start that process for the world. That's what we're doing here. I came to fight. I don't apologize for it. I came to do what God sent me to do. I'm not going to apologize for that. And if you need me to be some way for you to like me, good luck with that. That's not going to happen. I'm a what you see is what you get, dude. You can like it. You can hate it because I believe in freedom. You can do whatever you want. Just know if you bring me some noise, I'm going to bring you some noise back. Because that's the kind of American I am. And that's the kind of American I like to be around. So, y'all, I hope you're having a beautiful weekend. I want you to start getting your popcorn ready because we got a war to go win. And we about to go win the first battle the first major battle on December 5th. Leave that. May God shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm and healing embrace. I'm Dr. Henry Ely for Energetic Health Radio and the Energetic Health Institute, wishing you a beautiful weekend wherever you may be and encouraging you to step into the lion that you really are. Aloha and adios. Adios.